You're listening to the Uncensored Direct Marketing Show. This show is designed for direct response marketers who want raw, unfiltered conversion tips and secrets to scale their offers profitably to reach their next million. I'm Maria Sparagas. I'm the founder of Direct Paynet and your host. Now let's dive in. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Uncensored Direct Marketing. Today I'm going to be talking about going global. So we have a lot of merchants that are American or Canadian or even European and they're looking to open up to new markets, whether it be across the pond or internationally. So this episode is really focused on merchants who are looking to open up new markets. Um, it could be for a variety of reasons, mainly, you know, um, non-local traffic, especially if you're in the States, uh, getting traffic outside of the States is probably a lot cheaper. Uh, there's obviously less competition outside of the U.S. So by opening up your markets and offering your products to different markets, you can actually increase revenue quite a bit. Um, and you can capitalize on price testing and different things that can really help you out um, and increase your revenue. So I'm going to be talking a little bit about how to do that. And if you already have traffic that's not U.S. or not local to you, uh, I'll offer some tips and some tricks on how do you, you can actually maximize your conversions uh, in the different countries. So the first tips I want to share is essentially dynamic currency conversion. So you'll hear this a lot. DCC is what some of the bankers that you work with likely call it, or even on Stripe, they'll say, do you want DCC and so forth? So what DCC is dynamic currency conversion. This is the simplest way for you to offer local currency and to, um, get better conversions outside of your local country. So again, I'm going to talk about, for example, us merchants. If you're a U.S. merchant and you, you're working with Stripe or a merchant account provider, you can ask them to add DCC to your cart, which means, for example, if somebody from the U.K., comes on and tries to buy, they'll be presented the equivalent in pounds. So if it's $20, it'll do a conversion automatically at the spot rate at that point, and it'll charge whatever it is in pounds. This is a great tool. And this is definitely something like a basic thing that you should be doing, I, whether you have international traffic or not. Uh, even if one person happens to come to your cart, uh, it's a good idea to offer DCC because your conversions will increase considerably if you offer the local currency. Whenever there's a currency conversion on somebody's credit card, it usually costs them a lot of money. Um, it costs the customers a lot of money. So there's lower conversions from their bank's point of view. And also it has an increased risk of chargebacks because there's additional fees and, and the amount is not known to the customer at the time of purchase. So for sure, if you're working with Stripe or whoever you're working with or a merchant account provider, um, then definitely add DCC to your card. It's usually like a phone call. You can call and ask them to, to add this uh, to your gateway. Now, if you have an actual significant market or you're looking to really um, get into a market, it's probably a good idea to actually have a currency account um, in the specific currency. So again, if you're a US merchant and you're looking, for example, to sell to the UK, then uh, you can contact your processor or you can get a, um, an account that is in pounds. Now there's a couple of things. If you are getting an account that's in pounds and charging your customers in pounds, you have to make sure that you have a bank account also that is in that currency. So for example, you, uh, offer your customers 
you know, 20 pounds, for example, you collect it in pounds. And then it's important that your bank deposits it in pounds so you can avoid a, a conversion right there. The reason that I say that is because if you're collecting pounds and then you're just getting it deposited to your U.S. account, you might as well just do the DCC because they'll convert it to U.S. dollars. So um, just want to make sure that everybody understands that is you have two options. You have DCC and you have a currency account. If you go DCC, that's the simplest, fast this way and you get it deposited into US dollars after it converts from the native currency. If um, you, you actually have a market and you have enough volume in a specific market, then get that currency account opened. Make sure you have a bank account in that equivalent currency so you can get, for example, pounds, collect pounds from your customer and deposit it in pounds in your bank account. The reason that I say this is because when you get it deposited in pounds, you can kind of leave it as a little savings account. And then when the currency, um, the effects rates are good, you can actually convert the um, the currency so you can make a lot more money like that if you if you play on um, FX and just converting your your alternative currencies when it's actually most convenient for you um, so there's also another thing about um, currency conversion is you can price test in the different markets so you don't necessarily have to go one to one you don't have to do let's say 20 US dollars into how much in pounds or how much in euros or how much in Canadian dollars, you can either price high or price low depending on the market. So for example, uh, in Canada, you most consumers are a little bit less price sensitive when it's for a good that they really want from the US. So you may be able to get away with charging 10% more. Now, if you go to Europe, there's some markets where in order for you to convert, you have to offer a lower price. So just kind of be flexible and price test in the different markets that you want to work with. Um, again, you have to have some, you know, some volume or actually be putting in some effort so you can get some traffic to test this. But once you, you, you have, you know, a business case that there's traffic coming for example, if it's not converting, it's, you know, it could be a price thing. It could be also um, getting on to my next point. It could be that you're not offering the correct payment modes. So uh, price testing is a huge thing that can really increase your revenue quite quickly in these different markets. So make sure you you take note of, you know, how things work in the different market and you test a whole bunch of price points, whether higher, obviously it's best to start with a higher price point and kind of bring your way down than, than the opposite. Um, so, I mean, in terms of getting a merchant account that is able to accommodate all these different currencies. Well, if you're working with Stripe, you have a very simple option, which is just to add the dynamic currency conversion. Keep in mind, Stripe charges extra. It can go up to like 0.6 to 1% uh, extra. So if you're a US merchant using Stripe, you're paying 2.9. Well, if you're selling to somebody outside of the US, you're paying closer to 4%. So keep that in mind. Um, so Stripe is not necessarily the most cost-effective solution, especially if you're opening up to new markets. If you're working um, with a merchant account provider like DirectPayNet, um, you could ask for a currency account or you can ask for a uh, something called a Planet Payment add-on. So what Planet Payment does is if you're in the US and you want to accept payments from different markets, you, it's, it's just this little add-on that takes like literally a day to, to configuring your shopping cart and then it'll act um, it'll act like a, a kind of payment processor for all the different international markets. Most U.S. processors have some kind of 
plugin for international sales. So you can just ask if, um, like I said, you have a significant market in uh, Europe or whatever the case is, then you might want to open up a specific currency account. Um, so like I said, for example, if you have a, a lot of GBPs, well, you can ask your processor to open you an account in GBP, collect in GBP, and then deposit into your GBP bank account. Uh, you can have one, you can have a GBP bank account in the U.S. Yes, that's fine. Um, so that those are some options, um, you know, to kind of get going in the fastest way. If as you're growing, you're actually seeing that you're getting traction in these markets, you could consider opening up a merchant account in that specific market. Um, and the advantage of that is that you'll probably pay much lower fees. So if you're doing, I would say, 100K or more in volume in a specific market, then it's worth your while to open up a merchant account in that specific area. The reason that I say 100k is because there are, you know, there's there's things that you have to do in order to get a merchant account in a specific region. You have to have a company in that region, you have to have a bank account in that region. So there are some costs involved. If you don't have enough volume to warrant it, it doesn't make any sense. So you have two options. Either talk to your talk to your US processor and add a dynamic currency conversion plugin like the one offered by Planet Payment uh, through US processors. Uh, or you can ask your U.S. processor, depending on who you're working with, to add a specific currency account. They won't open you up unlimited currency accounts. You actually have a have to have a business case, and it's usually just specific currencies like Canadian dollar, um, GBP, and euros. That you know they'll offer the main currencies, not you know very smaller currencies. Um, and then your other option is if you're really scaling in a specific market, then uh, contact an offshore processor or an international processor or somebody in the region that can open you an account, uh, a merchant account in that specific country. That last option, like I said, over 100K minimum uh, to get started on that. And it's important to keep in mind um, that you'll need, you know, you, there's a couple of things that you'll need. You'll need a company, a bank account, and likely a local representative. So you need to, to work with a partner who actually understands all this stuff, um, like Direct Paynet uh, and myself and my team. So keep keep those things in mind. So if you're looking to go outside of the US and to get a merchant account, uh, for example, in Europe, uh, there are some huge advantages. Interchange and the cost of processing cards is a lot lower in Europe, uh, and you'll get much better conversions with a local merchant merchant account. So bank to bank, if your bank is in Europe and you're charging a customer in Europe, you'll always get uh, slightly better conversions. So again, if you're doing over 100K and it's the business case is there, um, you'll save a lot of money on processing fees if you're if you're processing in the local region. So keep that in mind. Um, last thing I want to talk about and just something that's really important is that customers have different buying behaviors in the different regions. So we can't assume just because you're selling the same product that somebody in the US and somebody in Europe is going to react the same way to your product. Like I mentioned earlier, price testing is key when you're when you're opening up to new markets. Um, but there's also the shopping cart and actually the checkout flow. So in Europe, as of January 1st, 2021, 3DS is mandatory. 3DS is a verification for online transactions. Um, you can check out directpaynet.com slash blog we, and then search for everything regarding 3DS. We talk about how it works and um, just, you know, what 3DS is, but essentially it's a verification. So either the customer gets, you know, a text message or has to verify their age or, or some 
a piece of personal information before they're able to finalize that purchase. This is mandatory for any processor that you work with. And if the consumer is in Europe and if you're selling to Europeans, then you have to have 3DS on your shopping cart. So it could change the flow. There is some technology, there is some integration involved. So keep that in mind um, if, if you're if you're working um, on getting some European volume specifically. Um, it might happen in a couple of years that in the US, you know, Europe is usually the testing market for these types of things. And then it might come to the US. For now, it's not mandatory in the US. And, you know, the shopping experience and the information required for a transaction in the States is a lot less than is required in Europe. Um, but it's, you know, it doesn't mean that you can't convert there. You have to keep in mind, customers in Europe are used to this. So it's not, you know, anything unusual for you to to have an extra verification on the shopping cart, you just have to make sure that you test it. So you have to get an IP from that country or you have to get a couple of people to, to you know, record their experience buying your product in the different country. So, you know, we, a lot of merchants that we work with are like, yeah, I'm, I'm selling in, in, you know, I'm, I'm buying traffic in, in Europe, it's not converting. So there's, you know, it, it's it's important that you price test. It's important that you test the customer experience as well. There could be a couple of things that are broken. So if you have some traffic in the different markets that's not converting, um, I would suggest price testing. Secondly, or actually the, the first thing I would do is really test the cart in that specific market. The second thing I, is I would do is price test. Then I would also test my fulfillment. So if you're sending out a physical product, it's important for you to test sending it to that market. Sometimes it could be held up in customs, there can be delays in shipping and so forth. So it's really important to kind of know what happens um, at the other end when your customer is in the other country. Um, so it's, it's, you know, some customers, or I should say some merchants, um, you know, are like, well, it's not a really big market. I'm not really paying attention to it. The important thing to to understand is let's say you have 50 transactions from outside of the US and your fulfillment's all over the place. Um, the shopping cart experience is no good. People don't really understand what they're buying, how much they're being charged and so forth. Well, that could lead to chargebacks. That could lead to a lot of chargebacks. So keep in mind, if you're gonna open up to outside of the US transactions, it could be a huge a huge and significant portion of your chargebacks if it's not being done correctly. So either close it up and make sure that you're only accepting orders in the, the regions that you're comfortable in. Um, and if you are opening to outside regions, then test it. Whether it's a physical or a, um, a digital product, like make sure that people are able to log in if you're selling a digital product. Make sure that people are able to download. Make sure that you know um, everything abides by uh, the regulations in the region. Um, like I said, 3D secure. Make sure that your shopping cart is working with 3D Secure and you're getting correct transactions and correct information. Um, so those are essentially the, the big points about going global. Um, so just to recap, dynamic currency conversion is your first place to, to start. Um, then getting a merchant account in that currency through your local provider, then um, getting a merchant account in the jurisdiction if you have you know six figures a month or more in sales in that region and obviously testing your shopping cart uh testing the different price points and so forth so uh those are the key points uh i'm happy to walk you through any of them or help you test in the different markets feel free to drop me a line or um go to uh, my website mariaspragas.com or my company's website directpaynet.com uh, and we'd be happy to kind of walk you guys through whatever you need so 
you can understand how you can start selling in the different markets. And a last little tip, um, just because I always like to give you guys some bonuses is, you know, if you're selling in different markets and, or if you're looking into adding new markets, uh, one easy and quick tip that you can you can start using is translating your page. It's usually very cheap. You know, you can get an official translator on like Upwork or whatever. Um, and then just, you know, if the browser is sensing, you know, specific language, serve, serve up the, the your 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 page in that language to the customer and, you know, watch your, your conversion skyrocket. Um, and especially in Europe, you know, there's so many different languages. You got some Portuguese, some French and so forth. And these markets have a lot less competition. So just literally taking your sales letter, translating it or your video or whatever, you know, could cost you a couple thousand bucks at most. Um, and then you're, you're really uh, targeting a new market and, you know, non-US traffic is a lot cheaper on Facebook or wherever you're buying traffic. So that's another little thing that you should think about doing uh, to expand your markets and make more money. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. As usual, please reach out, comment, like, and subscribe. And I'd be happy to help you with more tips on how to make more money. It's an extra, extra bonus tip. So again, if you're in the US and you're going to Europe or or vice versa, um, you have to keep in mind that there's some localized payment modes as well that you should be adding to your cart. For example, if you're looking for German or um, some Northern European countries, they they are big on debit um, on a tool called Sofort. So if you want to convert well in Germany, for example, you got to add Sofort because a lot of consumers use that. So they don't just use credit. Obviously in the US, credit is huge and most people have a credit card. But um, in Europe, there's a lot of very specific localized payment modes. So if you need any help, um, kind of determining which payment modes you need to add because you're, you're targeting a specific country, drop me a line. Uh, but it's, it's really important if you're going to a new market that you understand how people pay in that market. So don't forget that. That was an extra bonus tip that I wanted to share with you guys. Hope you found today's session valuable. If you have any questions for me or just want to connect, please feel free to visit my website, mariasparagis.com. That's M-A-R-I-A-S-P-A-R-A-G-I-S.com. I'd love to hear what you're working on. So drop me a line on any hot button issues your business is experiencing. And remember, don't worry about failure. You only have to be right once. 